From Radio Cayman's Newsroom, I'm Shanda Gallego with your latest news. Customs and Border Control Service CBC receives approval to regularize staff salaries. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solens reports. This was done in order to complete a commitment management made to resolve pre-merger salary inequities within CBC. During the transition from the former Customs and Immigration Departments to the current Customs and Border Control Service, pay discrepancies existed within particular job categories. CPC management sought to enact the Salary Regularization Initiative, allowing adjustments. The Minister for Border Control and Labor, Honorable Chris Saunders, states the officers of CBC are dedicated and hardworking civil servants who serve in critical roles which allow our economy to continue to thrive and flourish. Without these officers, the public could not buy groceries, import vehicles, or household goods or travel. The deputy premier provides some staggering figures that from 2019 to 2022, CBC collected 835,174,975.83 in entity revenue. They processed 1,349,982 people arriving via air transport and made 115 arrests for prohibited and restricted items. Honorable Chris Saunders goes on to say, these large numbers speak to the depth and breadth of the work the pressures CBC officers are under and their dedication to their job. This salary grade increase is a small way to show that they are valued, to recognize them for what they do, and they should be properly compensated for it. I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. New rules designed to increase accountability when it comes to pensions are in force. Here's Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin with more. Starting today, March 1, 2023, the Department of Labor and Pensions, DLP, is required to publish a list of all registered pension plans, their pension plan administrators, as well as the agents of the PPAs, for example, key service providers. The additional information will allow the general public to have an official list of registered pension plans so they can verify that their pension plan is properly registered with the regulator. On the enforcement side, new key provisions will be the court's ability to impose higher fines, and possibly imprisonment for employers on summary conviction. Magistrates in summary court have expressed their perspective in open court on several occasions that stronger penalties were needed for employers to take offenses seriously. Deputy Premier and Minister for Border Control and Labor, Honorable Chris Saunders, says the commencement of these sections of the National Pensions Amendment Act are long overdue. He says it's important that pension providers educate their members on the pension plans they are entered into and for employers to remain in compliance with the regulations that guide them. The National Pensions Act was enacted for the benefit of employees and these changes were made to increase transparency and members' engagement. Minister Saunders adds it is therefore important that employees take the time out to understand the pension plans to better plan for their future. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. To read the National Pensions Amendment Act 2016 Commencement Order 2022, visit www.dlp.gov.ky. For further inquiries, you can contact 945-8960 or email dlp at gov.ky. It's scholarship season. Radio Cayman's April Cummings has more. The Ministry of Education announces it's now accepting Cayman Islands Government Education Council local scholarship applications for the 2023-2024 academic year. Dr. Nicole Thompson is the acting director of the Scholarship Secretariat. 
a local scholarship allows you to pursue studies at one of the local institutions. And right now, the local institutions that we cover include the University College of the Cayman Islands, uh, most frequently referred to as UCCI, the International College of the Cayman Islands, University of the West Indies Open Campus. The scholarship can also be used for Cayman Career Academy, as well as for post-secondary studies locally, including A-levels, International Baccalaureate, CAPE, and AP courses. Dr. Thompson tells Radio Cayman it is important for students to start the process early. I do want to remind persons, however, that because we are partnering with eGov at this stage, you will need to create an e-government login in order to complete the application. And I do want to remind parents, especially for post-secondaries, who are very interested in the process, we need the application to be in your child's email and your child's name. That application or that login is going to be with them throughout the scholarship process, not just for locals, but oftentimes when they continue on to overseas, mm. it's the same login. So they are saved in the system with that. You can find out more at moescholarships.gov.ky. April Cummings, Radio Cayman News. The deadline for applications is 11.59 p.m. on Sunday, April 30th. 2023 National Children's Festival of the Arts, NCFA, begins. After adjusting the format of NCFA adjudications in 2022 and limiting the number of attendees due to COVID-19 restrictions, I'm pleased that we can revert to our usual format this year. DES Director Mark Ray tells Radio Cayman, now in its 41st year, the NCFA will commence with adjudications of some 348 entries from 22 public schools, private schools, and homeschoolers across the Cayman Islands in categories including dance, drama, instrumental, solos, bands, and ensembles, speech, and vocals through Friday, March 10th. I invite families, friends, and other community members to come out to the various activities in support of our talented children and young people allowing them to develop well-needed confidence as they continue to hone their creative talents. The NCFA will likewise showcase students' artistic talents during a week-long exhibition at the National Gallery and culminate with a series of final concerts. Among the featured NCFA activities this year, vocals, which are the solos, duets, trios, choirs for the primary on Grand Cayman, will take place on March 6th, 9 a.m. at First Baptist Church and Red Bay Church of God, and for the secondary, also on March 6th, 9 a.m. at John Gray High School Performing Arts Center. For more information about the National Children Festival of the Arts, NCFA, like and follow NCFA Kimmon Islands on Facebook or Instagram. The Kimmon Islands Agricultural Society announces the winners of this year's raffle. That to you. That's good. <laughs> Mark Botin, B-O-I-T-E-A-U. Ticket number 01. One six zero one one six is the winner for the twenty thousand dollars. His Excellency the Governor Martin Roper pulled the winning ticket, and Agricultural Society President George Smith made the announcement. Other winners: Derek McLaughlin with ticket nineteen forty won the Al Thompson Home and Garden. The third prize winner: Joseph Agalos with ticket eleven sixty three. The half-day luxury yacht tour with family time went to Samuel Powery, ticket holder of 2278. Fifth prize went to ticket number 0753, Lloyd Sampson, ticket 1896, two nights at the Westin Grand Cayman, Jacob and George Jackson. And the trip for two to Stingray City on Outcast Charter, number 0866, Duke Tibbetts. The final prize, a Cayman Airways round trip ticket to Miami, went to ticket holder 
1-800-288-0811, Maritas, Eden. To collect your prize, call 925-2417. And with the 54th Annual Agriculture Show under their belt, Cayman Islands Agricultural Society President George Smith tells her to Cayman, it wasn't perfect, but he is still happy to see such a huge turnout and strong support. Overall, I think it meant well. Um, I want to thank the ministry for their continued support, all our sponsors, and never forget the Cayman people and the residents here that supports us every year. Um, I ask you to continue because agriculture is very, very important. Thousands of people turned out for the show on Ash Wednesday this year, the first in two years. That is your latest local news. From Radio Cayman's Newsroom, I'm Shanda Gallego.